0: and Konnichiwa just in case they are out there you know the Cincinnati Bengals are one of the oldest NFL franchises so maybe they are uh, anyways thanks for listening guys uh, you know me this is Joshi Dizzle aka 2 Chains, aka R-I-E-S-S-E-R-1-4 on Twitter you can also find this Bengals page at Ethos Bangles. Thank you for making me your first listen. Hopefully I am. I like to think I'm a pretty knowledgeable Bengals slash NFL fan. Um, But either way, I appreciate you tuning in. Please continue to like and subscribe. Give me some five stars. Tell your friends, please, I need some more downloads, because I want to make some money doing this. Um, Anyways, today, and maybe not today, I already did one today, on this episode... I am going to talk about the stupid Buffalo Bills and the Bengals beat down of them and it was so sweet that it happened on Sunday Night Football so the whole world could watch. But of course what the whole narrative of the day was is about DeMar Hamlin and don't get me wrong it's a great story I love that he's doing well and he's playing again but like holy over glorify baby like... It's almost, it was almost as bad as the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift thing. Like, every other, every other thing was about DeMar Hamlin. Like, there was one part where the Bengals had the ball. And, like, the first six plays, the the announcers were just talking about DeMar Hamlin. Like, they're not even commenting on the game. They're just talking about a guy that barely even freaking plays. I don't even think he was in suit against Cincinnati. Anyways... There's a little rant. It just it pissed me off. It was every, oh my gosh, we talked about it way too much. Anyways, uh, so the clo- the score was not as close as it should have been. Or as closer than it should have been, I should have said. Cincinnati came out, victory, victory, victorious, gosh, excuse me, I can't talk now. 24 to 18, shouldn't have been that close. Buffalo scored a late touchdown to make it look better than it was. It was a domination. It was another great game by Joseph Burrow. The second, 31 of 44, 350 yards, two touchdowns, only one sack. That's huge. People probably weren't expecting that. You know, the Cincinnati off- offensive line gets a lot of a lot of shit talk about them. I'm sorry for my language, but people when people see the sacks, they're like, "Oh, Cincinnati's offensive line not doing anything." No, that's a product of Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow loving the empty set. And luckily, they didn't get bit this game. Uh, They needed Burrow because the running game was not there. Mixon had 14 carries for 37 yards, a measly 2.6 average. He did cap it off with a touchdown. And honestly, his longest run was 12 yards. That's a third of, of what he had. That's not the best production there, Joe. But with the lack of emphasis on the run this season, I guess I can't really blame him. T. Higgins, big, big T. Higgins game. You know, it's something about T. Higgins and the Bills, because the last last two games last season when Cincinnati also dominated them, T. Higgins eight. He also killed a guy for a few seconds. <laughs> That's not funny to joke about, but it kind of is funny to me to joke about. Um. Anyways, Higgins, big game. Chase, nah, didn't really have a big game. Eight targets, four receptions, 41 yards. He had the same amount of receptions as new tight end Tanner Hudson, who has been eating into Irv Smith's playing time, it looks like. Um, yeah, not not hating that. Irv did have a touchdown, though. Actually, both tight ends, not named Hudson, Drew Sample siding. The best blocker the Cincinnati Bengals have ever seen. Spent a second freaking round draft pick on him. They re-signed him, or signed him again this year, but their tight end depth was was lacking, so I get it. He knew the playbook. But yeah, he actually, his play was a nice, like, 20-yard scamper. He put a move on a guy in the open field and scored a touchdown. I had never seen anything like it in my life from a man like that. Anyways, um, defense played well. Again, they intercepted Allen. He was 26-38, of 38, 260 yards of tut in the interception. They only got to him once as well. The Bengals' defense, I should say. And Allen was their leading rusher with eight attempts for 44 yards and a touchdown. Can't argue that. Uh, one of the biggest things I said for the Bengals to do was to contain Stephon Diggs. They, I feel like they did pretty well. You know, Cam Taylor-Britt had a good game. Even DJ Turner stepping up. Uh, Diggs, 6 for 86 and a tutty. Uh, and the rookie tight end, he kind of ate a little bit, but it was all these short, quick passes where, you know, he would just he'd probably get like six, seven, eight yards. I mean, he averaged 8, but I don't think that's all it was. 10 for 81 for Dalton Kincaid. Other than that, their offense was pretty stymied the entire day. Uh, it was nice to see. Uh, Bengals did force a fumble on the rookie Kincaid. And it was just another great game by Jermaine Pratt and Logan Wilson. Like, what can he ask for for those guys? And also, look at looking at the box score. Mike Hilton 10 solo tackles. That's crazy. That's a slot cornerback. 10 tackles? He must have just been in their face for every toss play. Or, I mean, I saw Shakir, four catches, for 57 yards. He's their slot guy. Must have had some, I mean, must have wrapped him up every time. I don't know. I didn't think that would be the, the case. Let's, uh, let's get into the team stats here for a second. All right, let's look into this. Uh, possession? Uh, Bengals won that one. It was about 37 minutes to 23 minutes. Uh, how many plays was the difference? It was 12 yard, or t- excuse me, 12 play difference. Since they ran 67 to Buffalo's 55. Um, which, I guess it's pretty close. You know, it's, it's, well, I guess Buffalo kind of clawed their way back. They, they just couldn't seem to get anything going. Uh, penalties was almost dead even, actually. Both teams gave up 49 yards in penalties, uh, Cincinnati only had, excuse me, Buffalo had five, Cincinnati had six. I thought Cincinnati had less, but they did not. Uh, but it looks like one of the biggest things was definitely the turnover battle. Uh, Buffalo had two, Cincinnati had zero. So that's always going to be a big, big factor. Uh, they both had nine drives. That's kind of fun to look at. Uh, both averaged about six yards of play. So. It just looked like oh here we go third down oh both teams were pretty successful honestly, uh, Buffalo was seven for twelve and, Bo- and Cincinnati was eight for fifteen then there's a lot of third downs in that game, um, yeah there must be some, must have been a lot of long drives when I, I guess when I get into the in the breakdown uh, kind of get into it a little bit more but you know it's after the first drive I, I believe like Buffalo did not yeah actually Buffalo's first drive was when. You know what? Let's just uh, let's just get into the play-by-play then, if I'm just going to get all uh, squirrely about it. Alright, so since he uh, won the toss, and, you know, they'd like to get the ball first. So, they start off the game with a nice, very nice, very nice. There's another Borat reference. Um, opening drive, 9 plays, 76 yard to take off about 6 minutes. Burrow is just, you know, efficient as freaking ever. He... He actually started the game, I think, 6-for-6. Six six. Uh, let me look at that. No, excuse me, 5-for-5 five five for 65 yards. Uh, it was awesome to see. And actually, you know, I gave him a lot of slack. And Actually, a lot of Bengals fans gave him slack. Irv Smith, uh, maybe this was a way of them trying to make him feel a little bit better about himself. Uh, he got touchdown this first drive. So, it was nice to see. Uh, but, you know, Buffalo... You know the past few games, Cincinnati first two drives—they're very, very good. They've—I think they've scored on all of them. Maybe the, I know in this game. I know in San Fran. I think they did against Seattle, and I think they do against Houston. Spoiler alert: I'm a little behind. Anyways, so Buffalo responds, and actually, Josh Allen's looking pretty good, and I'm a little worried because last year. When the Bengals played the Bills, the Bengals stopped them, I believe, on their first two opening drives. And there's a lot of passes to Kincaid. Diggs had a couple passes. Uh, and then, of course, Josh Allen scrambles and he gets Nick, he does a little pump fake to Nick Scott in the air. It's on like the two or three yard line and he, he's pointing at him as he's scoring, so he gets charged with the taunting. Uh, no big deal, whatever. 7 7. Then, since he gets the ball back for a huge 11-play drive and, like, at this point, I'm expecting a big shootout. Um, Just Burrow being efficient as ever again, Tanner Hudson making some good passes, my boy Yoshi caught a nine-yard ball. Uh, This one gets finished off with Joe Mixon uh, taking it for just a two-yard run, which is very nice. Uh, Higgins, uh, just uh, efficient offense. Let's see if if Burrow has two, three incompletions at this point. So I'm not hating that. Uh, The teams then trade punts back to back. Uh, But then Cincinnati inside of... You know, a lot of Cincinnati's interceptions seem to be coming inside the other teams, uh, like inside their 30. This one came inside the 15 and... Excuse me. uh, Actually at the 32. So I was right. Uh, Cam Taylor Britt had a big interception uh, intended for Gabe Davis. Little, thrown a little too inside, and Cam made a good adjustment. Unfortunately, Cincinnati can't do anything because they are just penalized a boatload. Um, yeah, a lot of, I don't know what was going on on that drive. Not like they lose anything from it because. Buffalo punts it right back. And then before the half, Cincinnati has a nice, another nice scoring drive. And this is where we saw some of uh, Burrow Houdini magic because he extended a few plays. Uh, just, you know, he's every time you think he's going to go down, he slips out of there and he's able to, it's like against the Niners. He's able to roll out to the left or right and make a perfect pass. God, he's so good. I love him. Uh, and actually, this is where blocking extraordinaire Drew Sample came in. He had his 22 yard rumble and it was just he was kind of left wide open and and literally ran 15 yards untouched. He put a little kind of a little shimmy juke move on someone, which I can't believe he missed the tackle. Like sometimes professional athletes are such let's see, how do I want to phrase this? They won't commit to the tackle and they're afraid to do it. It's just kind of pathetic. Uh and so, at this point, you know, Cincinnati's up 21-7 going and a half. Buffalo can't uh, do anything on the last drive. They have it for about like a an minute and a half. Uh, so, second half starts. Buffalo a, ni- a big, long 11-play to drive. But Cincinnati going into their kind of bend-don't-break defense where they're just kind of giving up a bunch of dinky-dunkies. They, uh, they hold them to a field goal. So 21-10 Cincinnati. And then uh, teams trade punts. You know, Cincinnati's a label to take off four four minutes off the clock. Just kind of a lot of, like, short passes at this point. I don't really know why Cincinnati isn't testing them deeper. Uh, After the trade punts, Cincinnati gets the ball back, and they go for it on fourth down. Usually Zach won't, but I can't falter his decision this time. Uh, It seems like his decision-making at those points the games are getting better I think he's kind of heard a lot of slack about him being too passive next play Buffalo they're driving they have a nine play drive 50 yards taking you know four minutes off the clock and uh, Josh Allen fumble inside the at the Cincinnati 22 Uh, Nick Scott's there luckily there Uh, I'm not a fan of Nick Scott I see him get beaten coverage way too much Uh, You know, he's kind of been a bust. I want to see more Jordan Battle out there, but maybe he just isn't quite up to speed yet. That turns into a long 12-yard, God, I can't keep, can't read, 12-play, 85-yard drive. Uh, And a, a field goal, unfortunately, for the Bengals. You know, you want that seven which mm, I guess at this point you're just taking what you can get. Another lot of just kind of control the clock, dinky passes, although once it was you know, after they make a third down conversion, second down Burrow hits Chase for 32 yards. That's huge. That one kind of sealed the game. Buffalo gets the ball back, 12 plays, 75 yards. They do score a touchdown but they end up having to take up a lot of time and Cincinnati, they do get the two-point conversion as well, but Cincinnati's able to just end the game, Seventh play, drive, 40 yards, they take off three and a half minutes. Uh, Mixon was big on that one. Literally, well, also a 32-yard pass to Tyler Boyd was able to allow them to just uh, milk it. So big statement win for the Bengals. That's three in a row, I believe. I could be wrong. I think I'm wrong. Let me look here. Uh, um, let's see. Oh, it was four in a row. Look at that. Yeah. Starting with the Cardinal Seahawks, Niners, and Bills. So, you know, this is what Cincinnati does. They start off kind of poopy, and then they get hot when they need to, although they do have the hardest remaining schedule. <laughs> Next week they had the, pe- the Texans coming into town. I'm going to talk about that one. Then they host Ravens, Thursday night football. Steelers, Jags, Colts, Vikings, There's probably a few winnable games in there. Steelers again, that's nice. You know, maybe I don't think the schedule is as hard as, I, as people say it is. Um, looking at the AFC North, Cincinnati is in last. This is also after the Houston game. But it's still a little tight, everyone's got a winning record. Uh, the Thursday night football game between the Ravens and the Bengals is gonna be huge. So I'm really looking forward to that. You know, moving on to the next week, Cincinnati hosts the Texans, like I said, and they're red hot. I like the Texans team, to be honest. CJ Stroud seems to be that guy, and he's so humble about it. hes he, I love watching CJ Stroud. And this isn't a Stroud podcast or Texans, but I'm going to talk about him because I like him. He's just like a giant kid out there. Like he's jumping around on the sideline, like throwing his hands in the air, like laughing, having fun. I just love his attitude. Um, the Texans in general, like they are building such a good good team young team too, like their trade they made to get Stroud and then Will Anderson back to back, like D'Amico Ryan's seems to know what he's doing. He's a no nonsense guy, I love that. I don't love that they're playing the Bengals the way that they're playing, like right now in the NFL. I wish we could have gotten them maybe earlier in the year. Maybe later. And the Bengals have finally found their I mean, I think they found their stride, but Man Tank Dell, I've really wanted the Bengals To draft him He's been so good as a, as a slot receiver And actually more because he just gets open He's a target vacuum out there Him and Nico Collins seem to be a very good one-two punch For the Texans You know, good young fast defense I'm I, th- I think it's going to be a shootout in Houston, Against Houston Man but, yeah, that's going to do it today, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, you know, I hate the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Just let you guys all remember that. Good game for the Bengals. Really really nice to see them get two huge games against uh, supposedly Super Bowl perennial contenders between the Niners and the Bills. But, you know, they, they took them down and, in kind of easy fashion. I love it. So let's, let's see if the gravy train can keep going. My name is Josh Reeser, R-I-E-S-S-1-4, is where you can find me, as well as Ethos Bangles on Twitter. Find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and give me a like and a listen. Tell your friends, tell your family. Become, make, help, let's help more Bengal fans get out there in the world. And on that note, have a good day, and hootie.